Welcome to the In Bloom podcast, my friend. I am Josh Bickford. I am your host. Together, we shall enjoy this cup of coffee today, and we will have a conversation that I hope improves your life for the better. I hope that you get great value out of this, and I hope you tell your friends. Be sure to smash the like button. Smash, smash, smash. Uh, like and subscribe. If you're watching this on LinkedIn, let's connect. Uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, let's connect there too. If you're on Twitter, I can also be found on Twitter. Would love to hear from you. Uh, love to hear how I can be of service to you and what this podcast could be for you to provide the most value. So until we get there, I would encourage you uh, to take a sip of your drink that was discovered by an Ethiopian uh, shepherd. I think it was a shepherd uh, when his sheep would eat these berries from these bushes and then would act all crazy and wouldn't sleep all night. For some reason, that guy decided to make coffee out of that. And that's what we get to enjoy today. So appreciate that, man. I hope you do too. Cheers. Mm. Oh, I love coffee. I say that every day. So maybe it's an obsession at this point. As a kid, I never would have imagined that I would like such a bitter drink. But here we are. So today, um, we have talked a lot about data. We've talked a lot about what your clients need. Today, I want to talk about anxiety. Uh, and we're going to kind of tie this into what we've talked about all week. So if you are somebody who suffers from anxiety, or if you're somebody who um, really lives in your brain, if you, if you ever read about the Enneagram, um, or you're familiar with that, you know, they'll, they'll talk about head people, heart people and gut people. And that's kind of where you operate your life from. And the head people are always anxious. Um, they're always thinking through things and what could I have done differently? What do I have to control about the future? All that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of people who are wired that way. Uh, and there's a lot of people who have never been given any tools or exercises uh, to get around that. So um, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not any of that. Uh, I just want to, I want to talk about uh, the reality that anxiety is trying to control uh, what you cannot control. And um, in our industry, inside real estate, we see that everywhere. Um, the entire industry is bending itself toward trying to get back to or convince people we are going back to the market that we have just left behind. This is not a recipe for healthy living. It's a, not a recipe to enjoy your work. It's not how you'll go about and best serve your clients. Uh, what you will do is become more and more frustrated, more and more tightly wound, uh, and more and more unhappy. And that obviously will spill out into other areas of your life. Your clients will notice that, and uh, you don't want to live there. So a couple of book recommendations uh, that that I have read that I, I'm not a naturally anxious person, but it made me understand why people get there. Uh, in the Enneagram, I am one of the head people. I'm a seven, um, which is means I'm a lot of fun. If you're familiar with the Enneagram, we'll, we'll talk about the Enneagram on here at some point, because I do think uh, understanding people's personalities is actually a really good, a really good thing to have as someone who serves people. If you can get a read on how someone's wired or uh, spiral dynamic style, how they see the world, 
uh, you can communicate in their language. And when you can communicate in their language, you can make them feel heard and accepted and, uh, and understood. And that is a very, very high level of service you can provide. But until then, we're going to stick to anxiety. And uh, Eckhart Tolle is a guy that I would highly recommend reading. Um, the book of his that I like the most is called A New Earth. Uh, it's the second book. It's the first, I think the first one's called The Power of Now. You're not going to understand the second one without reading the first one. And the first one for me was kind of textbookish. It was, it was a slog to get through it. Um, but Eckhart Tolle um, is all about being present and accepting what is. So I have a quote right here. I'm going to read you. Uh, he says, accept, then act. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it. Make it your friend and ally, not your enemy. This will miraculously transform your whole life. He is absolutely right with that. When something changes, when something doesn't happen, when something um, good or bad, when it happens, if you just accept it as is and don't try to fight it, um, that that's a complete life changer. And, and I don't mean, you know, you go to uh, the water boy and he tells his mom that a gorilla escaped from the zoo uh, and punched him in the face. And that's how he ended up with the black eye. And it wasn't because he was playing football. I don't mean like that. And I don't mean to let people take advantage of you and all that. But uh, let's let's go to real estate. The market completely shifted. The Federal Reserve uh, changed their monetary stance. They changed what they're doing. That changes our entire industry. And there is nothing that you can do to cause it to cause our industry to go back to change the market conditions to change market forces to change interest rates you didn't have anything to do with the pandemic you didn't cause that you weren't part of speeding it up or slowing it down it was way beyond anything any of us could control um, what the federal reserve has done since 2008 none of us can control unless you're somebody uh, unless you were part of all that Federal Reserve policy, and in that case, if you're watching this, you stink at your freaking job. Anyway, um, the I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Let's have another drink of coffee. Oh, I'm frustrated with them. Anyway, um, a lot of people are going to get hurt by what they've done, and that pisses me off. Anyway, um, if you accept what is and you walk into it with clear eyes, it opens you up to what can be and what is next. If you spend all your time trying to convince people to marry the home and date the rate, or that they can buy now and refinance later, or you're, what you're doing is not accepting what the market is or what is coming. You're trying to conform it to what you want it to be. And when you do that, everybody loses. And it's like the human condition. We all want to do that. You know, if, if you've got a friendship that's on the rocks, very few people want to lean into that and have that hard conversation. If your business is not doing well, you know, who wants to sit down with someone and, and discuss why it's, and, and maybe you get to the point where it's like, well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get myself to a place where we can make people think that the market is what it used to be, but it's not. And I don't want to do all the work for me to figure out what's coming. 
or, you know, I don't, it was so easy for the last few years and I made a ton of money and it was awesome. And I don't want to have to work this hard. You know, like there's a lot of people who are going to find themselves in those places. Um, um, if you go back to 2015, uh, 2015, no, 2016, uh, 2016, my wife and I celebrated our 15th anniversary and I was a mortgage broker at the time. Um, I didn't know at the time, I didn't think that I really liked what I was doing, but I didn't know that I was deeply like in my bones, unhappy. Uh, I figured that out later. And, um, we went away and we, we lived in Atlanta at the time and we looked at, um, going to Hong Kong or Vancouver for our, um, for our anniversary. And we were like, whichever one of those airline tickets go on super sale, we'll just pick one of those. Cause they were, they had both been kind of hitting all that kind of stuff. So Vancouver hit. So we went up to the San Juan islands. I can't, if you don't know what those are, they're in the Puget sound, North of Seattle. Um, they're kind of right in between Victoria, Canada and Seattle, Washington. Uh, it's the most likely if, if you're on San Juan Island itself, it's the most likely place on the planet to see killer whales during the summer. It's absolutely, I mean, it's unbelievable, unbelievably beautiful. Uh, we kayaked hoping to see killer whales in the water and we never did. We saw a lot of jellyfish and bald eagles and all kinds of cool stuff, but, um, absolute, like I love the Pacific Northwest. The, and it's our only time we'd ever been up there. And it's just, we talk about that trip all the time. So we went, we went to the, we went to Seattle and then we went to the San Juan Islands and we went up to Vancouver and we stayed in downtown Vancouver and Vancouver is the most beautiful city in North America. I mean, just unbelievable, at least that I've been to. And then we went up to Whistler and we went up into the mountains and we went hiking and we did all like unbelievable, amazing trip. The kind of thing that you would splurge on when you've been married for 15 years, you know, it was like a big deal for us. I was wound so tight and trying to mold myself into somebody else's business, um, so to speak, that it was three or four days into the trip before I finally unwound and could like enjoy what we were doing. And I'm having these unbelievable, I mean, the temperate rainforests there, the smell, the, the, the view, the kayaking on the Puget Sound, uh, the currents that were there, just the trees everywhere. It was so beautiful so relaxing and enjoyable and just the stuff that the stuff that dreams are made of like i'm so fortunate to have been able to do that and i couldn't enjoy it because it was thinking about work thinking about work thinking about work who do i need to call what's what you know like going on and on and on and it was, it was horrible and what i learned on that trip and kind of what i came home with was that i'd been lying to myself for years about what my mortgage business was about and what I was trying to achieve. I had convinced myself that I was, in fact, trying to provide a better life for my family. And as I kept asking myself that, I realized that it was a lie. It was my ego. Why I, I wanted to win. I wanted to get rich doing this or to be the number one person in my office. Now, I worked with a bunch of superstars that I was never going to catch because they're just, you know, when God made them, he pumped out mortgage, mortgage brokers. Like they're unbelievable. They're so, so good at it. And, um, that just wasn't me. That that's not how I'm wired. Uh, I didn't have a problem telling people that they should work with someone they trust. If they didn't trust me, they, if I tried to fire them, they would always sign up with me and I'd get a bunch of referrals from their crazy friends. Like it's just the way that it was. But I started realizing I didn't want, you know, like 
we'd, we'd sit in our meetings and everybody's businesses were really growing at that point. And, you know, it's, my wife and I are arguing a lot because we're, you know, my laptop's out at the dinner table and Saturdays I'm spending half the day working on this stuff because I can't keep up. And, and I had transformed on that trip. I'd sit back in the meeting and I was close. I was closing enough to live well. So it's not like I wasn't doing well, but I was living well and I was totally at peace. I'm meditating every day. I went and ran a marathon. Um, my wife and I are totally happy. And, you know, we'd get, we'd get to me to, you know, be accountable for what I'd done. I'm like, I'm on pace to close four deals. And, you know, these guys are all 30, 40, 50. I'm going to close four deals this month. You know, we're going to do this. And the, the look on everyone's face around me was unbelievable because they just, it did not compute with how I was so happy, why I didn't have to try to beat them in my number of closings and what it is that I had found because it was, it was very odd. And, you know, like I la like, I laugh a lot thinking back to those days. Cause it was eventually I just started working from home. I stopped going to the meetings and just uh, then not long thereafter, I got recruited to join a startup. And that's, that was like where I realized that I really wasn't happy deep down uh, as a mortgage guy. Maybe anxiety, it definitely was, there was some anxiety in there for me, but what I learned was that I needed to stop trying to be something that I wasn't. And I needed to stop trying to control what I couldn't control. And I needed to stop uh, letting other people decide what was best for me, so to speak. So um, I wrote a couple, let me, let me read this. I wrote a couple of things down. Um, anxiety comes from trying to control what you cannot. Um, not many people are anxious about the weather, but we all know we can't control it. But a lot of people are anxious about the economy thinking that you can, which doesn't, you know, obviously when I say it that way, you're like, no, you can't control the economy. Um, by choosing to accept without judgment what is, we can be a better service to our community, to our community and live a happier life. Both of those should be goals. Um, we can help people make the right decisions and we can see our clients, ourselves and our businesses thrive. There is always an opportunity. If you think the only opportunity is with low interest rates, that's just not, not the way it is. As I've touched on this week, assumable mortgages are, go, are they're available all over the place. Might be as much as 20, 30% of the entire market um, of homes that'll come available. Those all have low interest rates. So worrying about interest rates returning, you don't need to do. You need to learn about assumable mortgages. If you accept that the economy has shifted, if you accept that we're going to go through something that looks completely different than what we just came out of, if you accept that everything has changed, you can begin to build into what that's going to be. Uh, that, that's what this business is. I, I founded this business because I accept that what's coming is much different than where we've been and that there's going to be a lot of people who need a lot of help. And I want to be a part of helping them. I want to see our, our uh, communities and I want to see our industry and I want to see our friends and, and our enemies. I, I want to see people thrive. Like I want to see a universal, universal flourishing. That's, that's who I am. That's why, uh, that's why I sit down and have coffee with you every day. I want to pour a little bit of life into you. And I want, I want you 
to walk away from our conversation or drive away or, you know, head into the office, whatever part of the country you're in. Um, I want you to feel like, like a little bit lighter, you know, like it's going to be okay. Like I'm going to make this, I don't control everything and I don't need to fear anything. Everything that you need, you have. And if there's something you have to learn, you have access to it and you will get it right when you need it. That's just the way the world works. Some people might even go as far as to say that's the way God works. And that's the way that God made us. Uh, It's the way I, I choose to believe. It's I've had enough stuff happen in my life. It's hard to blame that on random, although I get the argument. Um, So if you accept what is, and you choose to open your eyes wide and look for what the opportunity will be with what we're moving into, you are going to provide a different level of service to your clients, to your customer, to your employees, to your team members than the rest of the world will. will. Like our industry is trying so hard right now to bend this to something it's not and to return us to something we're not going back to. And they're trying to control something that they cannot control. Even, you know, the people who sit in the, in the chairs that lobby Washington DC, or they, you know, I mean, Zillow is like half web traffic about real estate goes through Zillow. Zillow can't control the market and they're huge. Um, I used to compete with Zillow and very interesting that, that time in my life. Anyway, um, a couple of exercises that I have found. If you are somebody who's prone to anxiety, uh, if you're somebody who uh, struggles with that, the thing that I found in my life that works better than anything is simply walking. Uh, when I lived in Atlanta, which I, I miss this here in Colorado, I miss this about Georgia more than anything other than the people, but, um, you know, my friends and family there, I miss terribly, but the, if I would go for a walk under trees, so we had a, we had a bike path near my house called the silver comet trail, or I'd go up to Kennesaw mountain, uh, both worked. I put headphones on, put one song on, on repeat and just go for a walk for 30 minutes to an hour. I would get done with that walk and it was like all my burdens had been lifted. I could see clearly what I needed to do the rest of the day. Um, the most calming thing, I, I meditated a ton. Meditation has nothing for me on walking with a single song in my headphones. I try to do that here every day, preferably in the morning. But, you know, if you if you get off a phone call and somebody screams at you, go for a walk. You will go walk around the building a couple of times. Uh, it will put you in a new headspace. That... I cannot recommend highly enough going for a walk. And it's such a simple thing to do. Uh, Put headphones on, put a song that you, you know, something that, you know, that you're feeling that day. Some days, you know, I'd listen to something really loud. Other days you might be instrumental or it might even be classical music. Um, And I just would attempt to be present. I wouldn't spend as much time thinking about stuff. Just I'd notice the trees and I'd notice the, you know, maybe bugs or maybe there's rabbits or uh, rabbits are what I notice here a lot. Coyotes all ate them in Atlanta, but, um, that that's an unbelievable exercise. Another, another really good one. That's especially in real estate. That's really hard to do 
is to give yourself a period of time every week where you're unplugged. So I've, I've seen some people do this where it might be five o'clock Friday through like three o'clock on Saturday. Obviously in real estate, it's really tough. You might do that like Tuesday into Wednesday or something, but they take, they take a period, almost like a Sabbath um, where they, they're just unreachable and they're not, it's their time where they are not productive and that refills, uh, refills them on the inside. Um, and being unplugged helps a ton. The other thing that people do, if maybe that you can't do, is a couple of hours every night. So maybe at six o'clock, your phone gets put away and you're present with your family until you go to bed, you know, or you, or you do that, you put the kids to bed and then you catch up if you have to a little bit and then you go to bed. But you need to give yourself a few hours a day and about a day a week, however you can, you can swing that, where you're not productive. It gives your, it gives your, uh, gives your brain time to rest. It gives like, uh, I'm sure that there's dopamine and serotonin and all this other stuff, but it has a calming influence on you. And to know that you don't have to always go and just go until you burn out and you can't go anymore. You don't want to do that. Uh, I've done that more than once. And it's not, it's not, uh, it's not something you should aspire to. So, um, anxiety isn't something that you have to live with. It's not something that you can't overcome. All you have to do is accept the fact that you're not in control of everything, which is the hard thing. But if you unplug a little bit, if you learn to accept things as they are, um, you know, I, I, I've been fired before I got fired. I was a used car salesman when I was really young, I hated that job. And the day that I got fired, um, I was made an example of because there was a meeting nobody knew about and nobody went to it. So they fired me to make sure that people didn't do that again. And I accepted, right. I was like, I'm going to find something better. I hated this. And so it wasn't bad. Like it, it didn't really, didn't really affect us. And my wife and I had bought a duplex for our first house. So, you know, money wise, we were fine, but it was right before Christmas, our first Christmas being married. So there's that kind of stuff that we dealt with, but um, learn to accept what is approach everything with open eyes and understanding the abundance of opportunity that's out there. We don't, we don't live in a world of nothing. We don't live in a world of lack, especially in the United States. There's abundance everywhere. We have more than we could ever need. And we have more than we could ever imagine. We have access to all of that. Um, so I don't want you to miss the opportunity that's in front of us. Uh, I hope that you're getting some of that from here that you're seeing assumable mortgages we talk about new construction that there's um that that world is going to see some opportunity for people um interest rates and a higher price is a cheaper thing than the lower price and a um and a higher interest rate there's opportunity everywhere and there are people who are going to take the next few years and they are going to become authorities they are going to completely level up their business. They're going to level up their team. They're going to level up their name. They're going to level up their community. And they're going to be pillars of what the future of where you live is built on. Uh, that absolutely is going to happen. I want you to be a part of it. Um, I want to see you thrive. I want to see your community thrive. I want to see your customers thrive. Uh, and that, my friend, is why four times a week we get to have a cup of coffee together. Um, 
If you got some value out of this today, leave a comment below, smash the like button, um, subscribe, share with your friends. Um, take a look at my column, the asset, asset column linked below. Um, I'm going to spend the next few years creating a lot of um, content and just everything that I've learned over the last 20 plus years, I want to, I want to pour into people and I want, I want to see us come out of what's coming on the other side, transformed in a good way because in tough economic times, people get transformed the other way too. Not you, you're going to thrive until next time. I will see you next week. Have a fantastic weekend. Uh, this is in bloom.